Welcome to the NBA Lounge Podcast with your host DJ I Wish I Knew. Everybody, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know who this is. We are coming live from the Blue Basement, Los Angeles, California. How's everybody doing? This is the NBA Lounge Podcast. This is DJ I Wish I Knew. I hope y'all ready for a good show today. Friday, December 9th, 2016. Man, I'm telling you, we close, man. We're getting close to that time of the year, man. It's almost ending. Oh, man, let's get into it, man. Let's get into some of these sports talk, man. You know, hope y'all like that last podcast. Y'all like that Clippers talk. I know y'all like that Clippers talk. Don't trip. I was going to do some more. I was going to continue a Clipper conversation, you know, because obviously now we have to be in panic mode. We got to, you know, break the glass and hit the red button, apparently. You know, I apparently we got to break the glass, hit the red button because we, we're in panic mode. Oh, man, we've we lost so many games and. Uh, most spates came out with a comment that apparently, you know, made some people in the media salty, I guess, because they're like, well, this should have came from Blake Griffin and CP3. So the comment was, um, maybe we need to leave the refs alone. You know, it seems that really isn't working into our benefit or favor. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm uh, shortening his uh, statement, but I'll give you a summary of it, if, uh, if you will. And there's, you know, maybe we should just leave the refs alone because for over the last four or five years, he's saying before he got there, it hasn't really worked for them. It's almost worked in their negative benefit. And so we should just more focus on just kind of, you know, doing our jobs and doing the extra jobs necessary instead of worrying about the refs, you know, doing whatever. And I can agree with that. You know, I, I always felt that, you know, yeah, the, you know, Clippers and Doc, they complain to the refs but you know what I've seen all the other times I've I literally see every other team doing it it's just a matter of Doc's more you hear it you you know Doc is just more you know out there with it you know it's not nothing different than when I see Popovich snapping on the ref and doing the same thing it's no different when I see Rick Carlisle it's no different when I see any other passionate I mean Budenholzer in Atlanta he I've seen him I've seen coaches do it Dwayne Casey I've seen happen you know I mean uh Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz. I've seen like I've seen so many coaches. Do, Terry Stotts. I, I I can keep going of coaches that I've done it. The only reason why Doc is more just it's more just out of there because it's it's Doc Rivers. It's the Clippers. It's you know it, it it's just a whole lot more in the recipe than just you know complaining to the refs. And I and I see where most Pates is coming from. And I feel exactly the same way. The refs are not going to bail us out. I have zero. I shouldn't say zero. It's less than 20%. I have 20% of appreciation for the refs because a lot, the way they just don't call travels, the way they just let one, on one side of the court, they'll let one play happen. They won't call a foul, but then on the other side, they'll call that same foul. And I can see why that can play into a lot of frustrations because in one end of the court, you're going to call, you're not going to make the call, but on this end, you're making the same call when it really was no variance and difference. So, yeah, that could be frustrating to a player, especially when it's like, come on, man, it's the same damn call. And the refs are like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, you got three refs on the court. You got so many cameras. I mean, it kind of goes into what uh, a little bit to what Draymond Green was talking about when everyone's getting on his case about the whole kicking and all this. Again, every single time I've seen it, it doesn't look like he is intentionally kicking. I hate when people say, well, he needs to learn not how to kick like that. Are you joking? There's no learning how to kick. If you're in the motions, that's that's a motion. It seems like I remember when Dennis Rodman used to play. And I remember when Dennis Rodman used to, uh, when he used to go up for rebounds, he used to do like this little side to side with his elbows. So he used to take his, like he'd have the ball, then he'd go like real quick side to side, with like having his elbows out. And that used to catch dudes in the face. I mean, in the head, because he would come down like that because you see him, he'll be surrounded by maybe three or four defenders trying to get the rebound, and he'll just come up between all of them, grab the rebound, and then to make space for himself, he'll elbow all those players out the way. 
and then he'll throw the outlet pass. Like that was what he was notorious for. He was always getting 20 plus rebounds a game. That that's what you knew he was going to do. You know, and I feel that Draymond Green has some of that DNA in him where he's I mean, it's just a wild play, but you know he's going to put forth that effort. You know, you know he's going to have that effort 110% on the court. He's going to give it his all. He's going to be that one who's going to give you everything. He's like he's going to get the dirty. He's going to have to go in there and fight dirty and get everything. And he, that's what he does. That's what Dennis Rodman did. But it wasn't intentional. It was like it's within the confines of the game, and that's just how Draymond ends. He's not an athletic dude. Draymond Green is not athletic. So when he jumps up in the air, I'm not looking at an athletic dude jumping in the air. I'm looking at like like a dude maybe a little bit – more athletic than Zach Randolph, like really, he's maybe a little bit more athletic than Zach Randolph, and that's not knocking Zach Randolph. But we all know how Zach Randolph is not athletic, but he's efficient, he's effective. You know, he has size, he has everything. Like he doesn't need to be athletic. He can that J. He has a J just ah from the side, just like he's what you would want to a, a player to be if your player wasn't as athletic as of say a Russell Westbrook. And transitioning into Russell Westbrook, I mean, wow, that triple-double machine this guy is. He is just triple-double, 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 triple-double. I don't agree with some people's uh, notions that he was being he was holding Kevin Durant back or somehow Kevin Durant enjoyed playing with him. I think that's that's BS because they're not one is not more suffering more than the other. Like Everyone just looks at Golden State because they already won. And the uh, it, the issue is because since they already won, so they kind of get a lot of the uh, the leeway. So they don't have to really worry so much about um, having to uh, – they don't have to worry about the whole uh, – uh, what should I – how would you call it? The hater – and I don't want to say haters. That's just – or the crit- critics, I will say. They don't have to worry about the critics. Like before they won, I mean, how many critics were on Golden State? You know, how many critics were on Steph Curry's ankles? How many critics were on trading Klay Thompson? How many critics were on Harrison Barton is a great? How many critics were on Andrew Bogut is a great? How many critics were on you got to break this up, break this up, break this up? But then when they won, everyone was still kind of like, wow, the Warriors won. Oh, my gosh, that was amazing. But you got lucky because such and such wasn't in the finals. So every it's like no matter what the Warriors did, they always found – they always had an asterisk by their name. And it's funny how everyone kind of now looks back and says, oh, no, Cleveland, 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 when it's like, well, I can see that. But even when LeBron was on the Heat, were we saying Miami Heat were better than the Spurs? No. It was just the fact that the the Heat just through – how should I say this? It's It's more than just – Who's better? It was it was more to that series than just you know. I I, I want to say it's more to it than talent because it was it was it was very it was, it was like coaching decisions. It was it was so much more into that you know than just oh yeah LeBron James Dwayne Wade Chris Bosh that's all you need that's all they had it was like that's not the case they 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 relied heavily on those three but it was also your role players and it was also you know certain coaching decisions if. Pop didn't make this one coaching decision if he would have kept dunking it. If you see, there's all these other factors, and that's why when Spurs lost that year, um, they they it was very devastating, and they came back the next year and they literally destroyed the Heat. I mean, gentlemen sweep, you know. So it, I look at it as yeah, the cat the Warriors won the first one against the Cavs. Cavs won the second one. Um, will they make it to the finals again? I don't know. But to saying all that to say this about Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, um, I never felt that either one was being held back. I never felt that. I mean, they made it to the finals, both of them. And they just haven't been back since. Now, you could say that's because of the trades that were made or they didn't have enough roster spaces or maybe they didn't get rid of James Harden. But then what if James Harden, what if James Harden would have been feeling the way? I mean, you see, you look at a James Harden now, and you say, "Well, he wouldn't. Have, you you wouldn't have had this James Harden, this James Harden now, the one versus the one you had on the Thunder. Like you wouldn't have this James Harden now on the Thunder then. So, would it be better to keep James Harden on the Thunder 
and tr keep trying to get another championship or let him go into the Houston Rockets. But then again, what success is he going to have at the Houston Rockets? Yeah, he'll score 30 and 10, but is he ever going to excel and get a championship? No, because but everyone wanted him to leave the Thunder so bad. Everyone wanted this player to leave, and now he's on the team. It's like, but yeah, but then what? You know, I mean, it, it's funny how everyone wants to break up teams and everyone wants to break up these players is and 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 simply just to say well it's done it's tired of this okay but what are you going to do after you even if you're saying well the draft you have to have draft pieces in order to say start saying you're going to be in the draft you can't just say yeah well we can break up the team and get in the draft and get some picks and do all this and get rid of it like that that's the problem Part of part of the problem I see with a lot of fans who make comments on social media, uh, uh, more than I mean, along with the laundry list of any uh, other things I would see, is that a lot of these fans don't understand the game of basketball, the basketball operations, if you will, and that's what I explained in the last podcast. I mean, in the last podcast and the podcast before that, when I was talking about the trades and all that. On the surface, sure, you can say, yeah, we can trade this one player and this one player, but you have to consider cap. You have to consider draft. You have to consider picks. You have to consider all these other factors. And if all you're doing is just complaining about after one game, you see, this is why they suck. This is why they'll never make it. They got to trade everybody. They got to fire this coach. They got to trade this guy. They got to trade this other guy. See if they can get some, if they can get some draft pieces. And maybe if they do, and if they don't, then, oh, well, well, you just have to go back into non-relevance again. And so we can then say, well, we broke that up now. We got these players separated. Now let's see them score a bunch of points on the team. They'll never win anywhere else. And then we can say, well, why aren't they winning? Why aren't there winners? How come? Well, because everyone wants to break them apart. You keep putting pressure to break these teams apart when it's like, well, where else are they going to go? Stop trying to make uh, – it's like – I see everybody trying to make the meaning media or fans trying to make other players better than what they are, right? I, for instance, someone in the Clippers post said we should trade Blake Griffin for Gerald Wallace. Like that is idiotic. That is just idiotic, right? Someone and I saw in the Warriors post that before Clay Thompson had a sixty-point game, bananas, <clears throat> which. I guarantee he'll probably have another crazy game like in a couple weeks. So, but before Clay had a sixty-point game, I'm sorry, I got my I got my dog here, so my boy is making crazy noises in the back. But um, before his sixty-point game, everyone was like, "Ah, oh, Clay's in a slump. See, Clay's unhappy. They should trade Clay. They should trade Clay to Boston. Boston is where he should be." Yeah. So, and with and, and for it. <sighs> I'm just trying to remember what the whole part of the trade that they were trying to have. They're at, I don't know if they were trying to do a straight-up trade, uh, Clay Thompson, just to Boston. And I'm like, well, what is the Warrior, what are the Warriors going to get in return? Oh, they can get some picks or like an Evan Turner because he can like come off the bitch and provide. Really? Really? Because you look at the you look at the Warriors and you say, well, Clay Thompson isn't getting the points and da 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 da. So they should trade him. So what if one person, God forbid, what if one person gets injured on the Warriors? And now you don't have a Clay Thompson. Now you don't have that. Oh, it's okay. Now you put everything back on the shoulders of Kevin Durant. And who's going to be his backup? You, like, you don't have the bench from last year. You don't have the other pieces from last year. See, people need to start realizing this before they start typing or thinking. But I'm, I know I'm almost making a wish like I Dream of Genie almost. You like that reference? But, I mean, just for the simple fact of, okay, for another, okay here's another trade. Here's another one. Um, I believe what was the team? Uh, what, what, what wasn't the Mavericks? Was it the Mavericks? Oh no, it was um the Knicks. Okay, Carmelo Anthony. Someone said that Carmelo Anthony should demand a trade from the Knicks, and I remember I was reading and watching. And I'm sorry about that. My my dog is drinking a gang of water and wants to drink it all fast, like he's running a marathon or something. So, um, no, but back to what I was saying. So, uh, the Carmelo Anthony trade. Now, they were saying that he should demand a trade, and, um, but I, I don't know where he would demand a trade to and where he could get traded to. And so, someone else brought up the point, well, CP3, he's a free agent. Him and Carmelo could want to play together. 
you know, they can, you know, not, I'm like, so essentially let's, let's just put the scenario out there. Let's just get it out there. Let's say, for example, the Carmelo and CP3 want to play together and either CP3 ends up staying with the Clippers or ends up leaving or Carmelo ends up coming to the Clippers and Blake ends up leaving or whatever happens, right? I don't see a scenario where we trade one, a Blake Griffin for Carmelo Anthony, and we get become better. I don't see that. I feel it's becoming either the same or digressing. That's not saying we digress because of Carmelo Anthony, but I'm saying that the offense that we run is not an offense that will fit Carmelo Anthony's style. He needs to be more of like the Ray Allen. He needs to be in like utilizing that kind of role. Now, would he be willing to be utilized at that? I don't know. I really don't. But that would be a role definitely for him, you know, and maybe he would have maybe he could come back to the West Coast or because I don't see him really getting out the East. I mean, even competing in the East, I think he comes back to a West Coast team. You know, it'd be interesting if he came out to uh, Portland. Right. That'd be an interesting trade. What if the Knicks wanted to do a trade? CJ McCollum, a couple, you know, pieces, a couple other players off of Portland, maybe some draft picks for, you know, Carmelo Anthony. You know, so you got Damian Lillard and Car Carmelo Anthony. So now, you know, that could be a trade that can work right there. I didn't even check it. I don't, I don't know if that works or not, but that's something. Hey, if it works and it then happens again, you heard it here first in Bay Lounge podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. So. That got my head thinking about another trade. But um, but going back to this whole Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, I look at Kevin Durant and seeing him almost in the same role as he was in the Thunder. You know, I don't really – because, I mean, you're playing with Steph and you're playing with Klay Thompson and you're playing with Draymond and you're playing with Iguodala. So I believe he's getting, like, a little bit less – like, four less touches than what he used to. But, I mean, he's still averaging – and efficiency is still the same, if not better. So it's not so much of him getting the ball more or less. He's he's getting the ball less in Golden State, but he's almost, but at the same efficiency. So to me, it's not it wasn't never Russell Westbrook, and I don't think it was their play styles. What I think is just with the eye test, everyone just saw Russell Westbrook going on this tear like he is always will be. Just I mean, look at him triple double machine for I mean. He's he's literally averaging assists, rebounds, and points, and just doing it with just this, like he's tr like trying to prove to everyone like how he's better than everyone. Like that's what he's doing, you know. So I think Kevin Durant is not on that level of West, Russell Westbrook intensity. I think that's what it was. I think when you saw Kevin Durant play against Russell Westbrook, everyone tried to make Kevin Durant more of the in more more the aggressor, more of the you know, oh, he's the, he's the, you know, the assassin. He's the, this guy, he can shoot from 30. He's the cold blooded guy. And I'm like, I don't think that's him. I, I think he's a great player. That's not to take away from the, anything away from KD. That's not to say he's not. I'm just saying, I don't think he's has that mindset of a Russell Westbrook or a Kobe. Like, like there's, you know what I mean? And I think that's what it was. And I think People say, well, it's, it has to be Russell Westbrook who's zapping his happiness because he always looks angry and he doesn't look like he's having fun. And when he's on the Warriors, he's smiling and having fun. And it's like, yeah, because the Warriors are like playful and having fun and wanting to do this. Russell Westbrook's out to destroy you for 48 minutes. That's basically, it's, it's like the movie The Purge. It's basically, Russell Westbrook is The Purge. So for... 12 or 24 hours however long that w the purge was <clears throat> and you got to like lock doors and that's basically russell westbrook it's basically you got to like watch your back and make sure you're on your p's and q's for that amount of time and then when it's over everyone goes back to normal everything's all right hey hey he's all happy like you know you see his snapchats you follow him on instagram it's, it's, it's all like he's all hey i'm a nice guy he's playful and he's doing all kinds of fun and crazy stuff but you see him on the court nah that that's the purge He's the purge. You see Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's more like he's the bad guy turned good. You know, he's like a, I was a bad guy, but then I became the good guy. You know, he's that. Russell Westbrook is, I'm the purge. For the next 12 hours, you will have to fear me. And that's what happens. That's why he's on this crazy tear. So 
that if you ever want to look at it, those two in, in the in the microcosm or in, under a microscope, look at it under those like um, uh, under those lenses. You know, one is very intense with how he plays. You see it now. And the other one is very, I can fit into the role. I, I can be the role player, but I can also take the lead. I can be the role. And it's very, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm suitable. I'm, I can be suitable to the situation. Russell Westbrook is damn all that. I'm just going to make sure that you, 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 including the dudes on this team, like, it, it, I, that's just how good he is, man. That's just how good the dude is. So, who knows? We'll see if he, he'll average that uh, triple-double. Um, James Harden, will he, you know, get more? He's averaging a lot of assists, uh, um, uh, averaging a lot of assists under D'Antoni's system. Could he average, you know, that the entire season? Could he average, you know, a double-double in points and assists the entire season? That'd be kind of interesting. Um, the Pelicans. What's up with the Pelicans, man? Like, I mean, Anthony Davis, what, what's going on with that? Like, what's going on with that whole situation? You think Anthony Davis might be traded? You think he's going to be, you know, sticking around? I mean, you see any free agents really signing in New Orleans? Do you see really anyone trying to come down? I mean, I don't know. You know, it's 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 pretty interesting. That That's a, that's a situation I've been kind of keeping my back eye on. You know, like, what are they going to do? Because... You know, Anthony Davis didn't make the All-NBA team, so he didn't get the boost in his salary. So, I mean, he's kind of in the same situation as, like, a DeMarcus Cousins. Like, what is DeMarcus going to do? You know, what is uh, what is Anthony Davis? What is Carmelo going to do? Um, I don't know. Uh, Grizzlies. Mike, uh, Mike Conley hurt his back. That's crazy, right? That's injured his back again. Man, J.R. Smith, uh, would he hurt his knee? I believe. Did he like he injured it or something? That's a the Cavs and J.R. Smith situation. That's a that's a situation. Well, it was hysterical seeing him go high five Jason Terry. Like that that was on Shaq and the Foos. Yeah, that that was just hysterical. Literally going to go say what's up to Jason Terry and just the dude <laughs> goes in for the dunk. Like that was funny. You you can't even you can't even not laugh at that. Oh man, Let's see we got some games tonight, y'all. We got uh. We got the Magic versus the Hornets. We got the Heat versus the Cavs. Um, we got the Raptors versus the Celtics. We have the Hawks versus the Bucks. Is that right? The Hawks versus the Bucks? Yeah. We have the Rockets versus OKC. That's going to be interesting. James Harden, uh, Houston at OKC. So James Harden um, and OKC. Uh, you got Pistons uh, and Timberwolves. Let me give you some of these uh, records real quick, just for today. Uh, you got Magic, the first one, Magic and Hornets. Magic are 10 and 13. Hornets are 13 and 9. All right, there you go, Hornets. You got the Heat at 7 and 15. Woo. And Cleveland at 15 and 5. You have Toronto at 15 and 7. And Boston at 13 and 9. Uh, let's see. You have Hawks versus Bucks. Hawks at eleven and twelve. Bucks at eleven and nine. Uh, Rockets versus OKC. Rockets at fifteen and seven. OKC at fourteen and eight. Uh, Detroit versus Timberwolves. We got Detroit at twelve and twelve. We got Minnesota at six and sixteen. Uh, Pacers. Dallas Pacers at eleven and eleven. Dallas at four and seventeen. Jeez, I didn't know Dallas was that bad. Uh, let's see. You got Phoenix at the Lakers. Phoenix six and sixteen. Lakers ten and fourteen. Uh, let's see. We have Knicks at the Kings. Knicks are twelve and ten. The Kings are seven and fourteen. So let's do some predictions. Uh, we got Orlando at Charlotte. Um, I say Charlotte wins that one. Well, see, I got, got a little angry dog back there. Got a little angry dog. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, we got, yeah, I got Charlotte for, I got Charlotte beating the Magic. I have Charlotte beating the Magic. Um, I have Cleveland beating the Heat. Uh, Boston at Toronto. 
Uh, let's see. I don't know if Isaiah Thomas is playing. He, uh, I know I read something that he received a, uh, a plasma injection for his groin. Ooh. Can we say, ouch? That's going to be painful. Um, man, they're not going to have Isaiah Thomas. I don't know. So that's questionable. I'll have to go with the Raptors on that one. So I'll say Raptors beat the Celtics on that one. Uh, Hawks and Bucks. Man, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, man, that dude is beasting. He is just stocking up those stats. Uh, I got Bucks. I got Bucks beating the Hawks. Yeah, I got Bucks beating the Hawks on that one. OKC and the Rockets. OKC beat the Rockets the f- first time, so I think this is their second meeting. So, hmm. Uh, I think the Rockets might edge this one out. I think the Rockets edge out OKC. Uh, I th- yeah, I think it might. I think it might be edged out by other uh, Rockets. Russell Westbrook is going to get a triple double. <clears throat> excuse me, but I believe it might be edged out by the Rockets. Uh, let's see, Pistons and the Timber Timberwolves. Um, man, I don't know, cause. I thought the Timberwolves were going to be playing better, and I thought Piston would the Pistons would be playing a little bit better. But I'm leaning more towards um, hmm. Detroit. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that that's a hard one. Detroit and Timberwolves. I don't know. I mean, I like I like Timberwolves more than I like Detroit. I I do. But they're just not playing. Like, all right, yeah, damn it. I'm just gonna go with uh, Detroit on that one. Yeah, I think Detroit's gonna win that game. Um, Pacers and Mavericks. Yeah, I, I got Pacers over the Mavericks. I don't think the Mavericks are winning this game. Uh, Pacers are good. <clears throat> uh, we and the, we, me and the Clippers, we found that out twice. The Pacers, Pacers are not playing. Pacers are no joke. Uh, even at 11-11. Yeah, we 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 are two of those eleven right there. We're two of those eleven wins for the Pacers, so they are not a playing. They're not playing around. Uh, I have them edging the Mavericks, Suns and Lakers. I really like the Suns. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I was gonna say uh, how much I like the Lakers, but that'd be me joking. Um, no, for real, I like Lou Walton. I like the what the Lakers are doing. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see. Okay, the Lakers will probably win that one. Lake, Lakers will probably go 11-14. and 14. They'll beat the Suns tonight. Uh, let's see. Here's the last one. <clears throat> uh, Knicks versus the Kings. Uh, Knicks versus the Kings. Mm, 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 mm. Who, well, man. I'll say the Knicks. I'll say the Knicks edge this one out on pure talent. I think the Knicks will edge this one out on pure talent. I think Boogie will get his points, and then Rudy Gay will get his points, and you know as usual. But I don't know what's going on with that uh, franchise. I really don't. See, that's the thing. Like, uh, that's what I don't get. It's wanting to have these team, wanting to have players get traded or because of a bad situation. It's almost like. It's like you're you're hurting the one. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out the mindset of wanting to break up a team and then trade everybody to these other different teams, and then what? They end up like Anthony Davis. They end up like Boogie Cousins. They end up like Carmelo Anthony. They end up like just like what? It, it's almost like you wanting to break up teams, every other team, just so you can just focus on Cavs and Warriors. That's what it seems like the media and everyone else wants to do. Let's break up every other team just so we can talk about the Cavs and Warriors. Just so we can just say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just see them play 87 times. Who, like, that's not going to get boring? Like, I got it. Like, it got boring to see the Heat constantly in the finals. But from, from my other perspective, if I'm a Heat fan, you know, playing uh, – I would say, well, if it's if no one likes seeing us in the finals, then there should be, you know, 14 other teams to do something about it. You know what I mean? So that that's really how I see it. You know, there should be a bunch of teams on the East really to do something about it. Yeah, so 
I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But let's move on to some other dates. Um, what else is in the news? Oh, I wanted to tell you. So, WNBA, a little sidetracking. Um, just kind of wanted to give you guys some uh, dates that, you know, hopefully I'm I'm getting y'all into the WNBA. Hopefully y'all have been watching these clips, man. Hopefully y'all have been following. Because like I said, man, that if, if you can't enjoy – if you enjoy basketball, you 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 can appreciate the WNBA, and you can respect it, and you can watch it on the same platform as the NBA. To those saying like, "Who watches the WNBA? Who watches?" Uh, people do. I do. You know. So, I, I it, trust me. It'll it'll gain the respect and the, and the notoriety. It will. It it will gain it. The NBA wasn't as popular when it first began. So let's not act like because the WNBA didn't just jump off the rails and start sailing. Like, no, it's give it some time. You know, this it's the marathon, not the race. And trust and believe it'll it'll be it'll be banging. <laughs> it'll be banging. But nah. But I did want to give you guys some uh, updates. So number one, uh, you know, of course, the tip off is uh, May thirteenth, twenty seventeen. It'll be. Uh, San Antonio Stars at the New York Liberty. So that's going to be opening day right there. San Antonio Stars, New York Liberty, Saturday, May 13, 2017. Mark it down. Um, what else? We also have uh, the Seattle Storm at Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, that's going to be at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. This is all on the same day, y'all. And we also have the Atlanta Dream at the Connecticut Sun. So Atlanta Dream at Connecticut Sun, that's going to be at 7 o'clock, and that's going to be on League Pass. So the Seattle Storm at L.A. Sparks, that's going to be on, you know, that's going to be on ESPN at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And the Atlanta Dream at Connecticut Sun game is going to be at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's going to be on League Pass, okay? And, oh, and the opening game, the San Antonio Stars at New York Liberty, that's going to also be on League Pass at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. As well as we're going to have a finals rematch, the first one between the Los Angeles Sparks and the Minnesota Lynx. That's going to be on Thursday, July 6th, 2017. Mark that down. Sparks at the Lynx. That's going to be at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, ESPN2. Please go check that out. <clears throat> and the also, here, I'll give you the dates. They're going to play about two more times after that. They're going to play again on August 11th, 2017. That's going to be at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on League Pass, and they're going to play again on August 27th, 2017. And it's going to be on 7 o'clock on League Pass as well. And we're also going to have a bit of a rivalry game, y'all. So, again, if you've not been paying attention, there's a bit of a rivalry going on between the Minnesota Lynx, Phoenix Mercury. You know, they've been playing, goes back to about, I believe, 2011. They're going to play on Friday June 30th, 2017. That's going to be at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, League Pass. I suggest everybody grab a seat and watch that game. Um, let's see. We're going to have uh, Connecticut Sun at the Indiana Fever Saturday, May 20th, 2017. That's going to be at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, League Pass. Okay? So, and that's going to be the uh, first time for the opening season that uh, Tamika Catchings the uh, five-time Defensive Player of the Year, okay, 2011 MVP, 2012 Champion, and Finals MVP, okay? Did, did you catch that? This is going to be the first uh, time that the Indiana Fever are going to play without Tamika Catchings, okay? Five-time Defensive Player of the Year, 2011 MVP, and 2012 Champion and Finals MVP. Dang, y'all ain't got her? Dang, what... That's my Joe Dirt. Like, dang, y'all ain't got her, man. I hope y'all make it. <laughs> I hope y'all make it, man. But uh, that's gonna be a good game. I'm gonna catch that one. That's gonna be one of my favorites to watch right there. And then, of course, we have the uh, MVP uh, going against one another. We have a uh, man. I don't want to butcher her name. Neneka Ogumaki. I hope I didn't jack that up. Please forgive me if I did. And then she's on L.A. Sparks, okay? And she won MVP last year. And then she's going. they're going up against the Chicago Sky and Elena Del Don. She won it in 2015. So you got back-to-back uh, -back MVPs going against each other, one on the Sparks and one on the Chicago Sky. 
and that's going to be on League Pass, and that's going to be on Friday, August 18th, 2017. So be sure y'all watch those games, man. Be sure to mark them down. I trust and believe I will be going over them again very soon. Um, college basketball. Have y'all been watching? <laughs> but no, for real. Um, college basketball. Man, pay these players, please. Can y'all just pay these players? Please play these players, man. You know, I want to I want to be able to enjoy watching college basketball and not feel guilty. You know, not feel like, man, am I just watching these players just go on this court and just watching this coach? Watching this coach with all this nice jury. That's my that's my DJ Khaled. Jury, my jury. I got all kinds of jury, you know. And these players are sitting like, but I'm so. If only I had a meal to eat before the game. Man, come on, man. Just pay these pay these players, man. Stop acting like an education gonna feed their stomach. Like what they gonna do? Read about food? Is that what's gonna put food in their stomach? They gonna read about it? What you gonna do? Give them a, a cookbook, black man? Just read all these ingredients. Look, look at all these ingredients. Yeah, once you read it, you'll feel all kinds of feelings in your stomach. Some nonsense, man. Pay these players, man. Stop messing around. Um, what else we gonna talk about today? I already talked about my Clippers losing. Man, we we gotta get out this rut, man. But I'm not. Trust me, like I told y'all, I'm not. I'm not tripping on what the Clippers are doing now. I hope they we get out of it. I'm not I just want us to play better basketball. I'm not trying to you know, I would like them to translate into wins, but I just want to play better basketball. You know, even if we lose, I want to play better basketball. And we don't play better basketball even when we win games. And that's excuse me, that that's the issue I really have with the Clippers right now is just play better basketball. You know, I mean most bits is right. We got to we got to not constantly try to look for the refs to bail us out because a lot of times they're not they're not going to catch Blake getting fouled into the paint, man. There's not, dude. You're going to get beat up, man. That's just how it's going to roll. If you think that's bad, man, imagine playing in the 90s and going up against the bad boy Pistons or going up against any, like, they probably would have just any, I mean, that's not just for Blake, too. That's just for any player. LeBron James, Derrick Rowe, I mean, they would have destroyed anyone coming in the paint. I mean, Joe... I just think of like an Anthony Davis. I think about the New York Knicks from like the 90s when they had the Anthony Davises and, and the Oakleys. And it's like, I'm not going through that front line. I'm not doing it. You got to really, really be committed <laughs> to going through that front line. And um, I was sorry, my, my boy is over here just getting angry. I got to take him out for a walk. He's looking at me like, man, you recording this podcast, man. You got to take me out, man. I got him. Don't trip. I got you, homie. Don't trip. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just man. D- during the '90s, I just see see a lot of those players. Just, I mean, you talk about hacking. I think they would have just you know took baseball bats to your legs and arms and all that. So nowadays, I think the refs are gonna, yeah, they're ticky tacky when it comes to certain foul calls. I mean, a lot of foul calls. Yeah, they let a lot of traveling go by. I mean, yes, they let uh, LeBron James takes three steps every single time. I mean, every time you can call like, and it's notoriously known. It's like you, and I mean, it's blatant. It's like right there. But the most blatant is when you see other players just taking like five, eight steps and the ref is just standing right there. But then when the ball goes down the court, you're like, oh, we have to call that a foul because your screen, you kind of moved your, 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 your ass. And when you moved your ass, you didn't stand still, so we have to call that a foul. It's like, really? You're calling that a foul, but you didn't call the dude taking nine steps on the other side? Like, come on, son. Come on, son. You know, I, I got a hold of my ad lover, you know, cardboard. Like, come on, son. Like, what are you doing? That That's how I really look at the – so, really, Blake's Clippers – I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say nothing to Doc, man, because, boy, you see Doc go off, man. Doc went off. Doc went off. You see DJ like <laughs> it was funny to me. It was so funny. I like, I was laughing so hard because I saw everyone like try to grab Doc and he was just slapping hands away and slapping arms. And then DJ had to kind of like he kind of lightly held him. And then Doc pushed him and DJ had like, oh hold up man hold up like <laughs> it was just funny seeing Doc like go off. It was funny man because I I know that ref like I followed that ref is old school. He's been, he's been in the league for for I think twenty. 15 or 20 years, I think, right? Um, so I know that him and Doc go back. It's not like a bad, like, he Doc is familiar with all the refs. Like, I don't think the refs have animosity towards Doc and the Clippers. I think they know, like, 
yeah, okay, doc, we get it. Like that, I think it doesn't wear on them. I think they're more of just like, look, we'll look at it, doc. We got you, da 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 da. But we're watching other stuff, and I think that's what it is. Like, I feel like it's this relate because after the game, I feel like he's going to be like, you know, uh, I just feel like he just. I, I don't know. I just feel like they they all have like this all Miller time break together, and they're just like, you know, that was effed up. What you called in the third quarter, right? Yeah, but you know, he was kind of yelling at me in the first half. Like I wasn't paying attention. Like I feel like that's what it is. Like, yeah, they get fined and all this stuff. Yeah, 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 and it goes away. So that's why I'm like, let's just focus more on the game, and we don't need to make a big deal of Spate saying this and Blake or CP three not saying it because in reality. Maybe you need someone else to say it. Maybe you don't need the same guys saying it. Having the same guys say it isn't anything. Like, to me, I wouldn't care. It'd go in one ear and out the other because why? Yeah, you're, we, I got it. But someone else coming like, okay, other dude coming in, okay, he's taking it. That would show like, okay, this dude's taking it. But if all it is just so I just need to see it because then that would have shown me. Like, no, that's I – wouldn't, I wouldn't care. You know, it's not to be disrespectful to CB3 or, or Blake or to anyone else or the captain of the team. It'd be like, dude, but it, we, we got it. Like, we, we know the Kevin Costner speech you're about to give. But if someone else comes in like, look, man, we need to stop complaining. Man, we need to start, you know, catching everybody else's mistakes. We need to clean up our own mistakes and everyone else on our team. Like, damn, the ref's trying to do this. It's on us. Then that's like a, you know what? You're right, man. We do need to kind of just focus. Like, we're just pissed off right now. Da, 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 da. And I think it'd be more receptive. I think everyone would be more receptive to another person coming in who has championship pedigree, right? Because you have to think. You think Paul Pierce is not saying the same thing? You think everyone else is not saying the same thing? Like, Doc Rivers has a championship. Paul Pierce has a championship. You know, so it's not like they don't have championship pedigree or championship level understanding of the game. It's just now you got a, another recent champion who's on the team who can say, hey, I mean, I've I've been watching you guys. We went at it for four or five years. I was on a rival team in the same conference. You know, maybe after watching you guys, maybe we should do this. And especially after playing with you guys, I see how good you are, but maybe in order to get to the next level, this is what we got to do. That's called critique. That is what you do. And you are you welcome that with open arms. See, that is why I appreciate players of that nature and getting a most space. So everyone making complaints about having most space because, oh, he's supposed to be shooting threes all the time and he's supposed to be this all the time and he's supposed to be this one. Stop it. They're supposed to play the game that is presented to them at hand. Nothing else. That is it. So, and again, that's for all the 30 teams. I mean... You can't, you're going to tell me that if Golden State goes on a two-game losing streak, is every, everyone's not going to flip their lid? Everyone's not going to be like, oh, see, Klay Thompson's not happy. Or, oh, see, is Kevin Durant going to think about leaving? Oh, is Steph Curry? That, well, like, everyone's already like everyone's already on, got them under the microscope with the whole Curry shoe deal and Kevin Durant and Klay. Like, everyone's already got them under the microscope, right? So they got enough eyes on them. And same with Cleveland. Same with Chicago. Same with uh, – Boston, same with Philadelphia. I mean, you think Philadelphia, look at how many eyes are on Philadelphia expecting them to turn it around. You're supposed to win. You're supposed to be in a playoff. Like, how are they supposed to win and to be in the playoffs? If only thing you've told them was like, okay, here's another draft. Here's another draft pick. Here's another first-round draft pick. Here's another first-round draft pick. Now you got five first-round draft picks, and now we're expecting you to just be in the playoffs on the simple fact of what? Like, you have to do, like, then what? It's like everyone thinks like a rebuild is, okay, no, I got draft picks. Now I'm doing with... Well, you know, it's like to me, I look at there's two scenarios of of this whole tanking or rebuild. You're either going to go at it like Philly or you're going to go at it like Boston. And meaning you're going to go at it like Philly where you're always going to be in the top five of the drafts. Right. You're always going to have a top five pick always. So but you can always have it like Boston where you can where you're going to acquire a, a bunch of first round picks you know, from a lot of these different teams through trades or through, you know, picking up other players and, you know, signing waivers or whatever the case may be. So Boston has all these picks, but then no, what do you, people don't want picks. If, if a team doesn't see any interest into the draft or is like, uh, we're not going to really enter the draft or we're not really looking for anyone exciting. People will be like, oh, well, that leaves this guy to drop to number 15. He's pretty good. He's a, he's all right. Yeah. He's, you know, this one, he can be a game changer. Oh, how about he plays a game first and then decide whether or not he can be a game changer in the NBA? I feel people should reserve judgment on whether or not people can be 
complimentary to a team until they actually play on the NBA team. If they haven't played on the NBA team, I don't care what they did in college. It's not the NBA. They have to be on the NBA team. They have to actually play in the NBA game. How long did it take Jaleel Okafor? How long did it take Nerlens Noel? How long did it take Anthony Davis? Everyone thinks, like, oh, no, LeBron James came out the gate and he was great and he was this. No, he wasn't. No. He Individually, sure, he was, for his individualness, he was efficient. But it wasn't no out of this world efficiency. It wasn't like, like it wasn't like how he is now. You see, that had to evolve. He had to evolve into that. So saying like he was always at this this player, he was always this great, he was always this, he was always no, he wasn't. He had to evolve. He had to learn the game. He had to acquire the skill set in order to become LeBron James. Right? Kobe Bryant had to do the same thing. Michael Jordan had to do the same thing. Charles Barkley, same thing. Shaquille O'Neal, same thing. Penny Hardaway, same thing. Allen Iverson, same thing. So many players had to do the same exact thing. It's not they're coming into the gate like, oh, man. Like, Bill Russell didn't come into the NBA with 11 rings already, and they were just like, look, we're just going to see whether or not you're going to win. Like, that's not how it happens. So let's appreciate the game for what it is, a marathon. It's it's a 82-game marathon, right? Warriors prove that the Warriors and the Bulls prove 73-9, It can either go one way with a W or it can go the other way with an L. They literally showed you the two ways that that can go, right? That if if it's no one, I don't think the 72-10 Bulls were focused on going 72-10. I don't think that was, I think that just happened by nature. But I, the 73-9, I don't think it happened by nature. I think after a while they were like, no, let's really push and get these wins. Let's try to get this undefeated streak. It's like, yeah, but you're putting the cart before the horse because the ultimate goal is that Larry O'Brien trophy. That's it. That's the ultimate goal, in my opinion. I don't care about the Western Conference or the playoffs. I care about the Larry O'Brien getting to that point and holding that up, right? And that has to be – you have to go through your conference and then go through, you know, the, the best team in the East and all that. So that's what I feel every team should focus on, not getting just into the playoffs. Yeah, and then what? And then what? They don't get out the first round. Then you'll call them the Clippers, and then you'll want to break them up in three years. And then where did they? Where was all that build up for? What? What was all the build up for? It's it's like yeah. Then they'll get broke. It's like I I just don't get the concept. You know, you build up a team, and then now they get in the playoffs, and now it's like well they got in the playoffs, so they never been in there, so now they got in there. And then after three years of not making the Western Conference Finals or whatever the whatever Conference Finals, everyone breaks them up now. And now they have to go do the same cycle again. And now people are like, well, it's okay because, you know, you guys weren't going to win anyway with your old roster. Like, but we could have if we kept at least some of the people together. No, you should. It's old now. It's old. It's old. Old? What are you talking about, old? Just some certain people should just as. Uh, I don't know if I want to spell it out. I was thinking about spelling it out. But I won't. I'll keep it PG. I'll keep it PG. But nonetheless, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just gets irritating here and just godly. Like, just let them play. Let just let the season play itself out first. Or at least wait till the all-star game to start talking about like, man, I would have thought this team would have been this. I would have thought this team would have been this. I mean, it's, the 24-hour news cycle is ridiculous, y'all. I mean, just, just it, and it's always the same questions too, right? You never see them ask multiple different questions. I mean, how many games are on tonight that I just went over? And yet, if you turn on ESPN or or Fox or whatever, they're gonna only talk about maybe two games, and they're gonna talk about just maybe four of those players on each of those teams. Excuse me, and that's it. Yet all these other teams played, and they're going to ask the same two questions. Is this one player really feeling a certain kind of way after he made a statement? Why is this a news story? I don't know. Let's bring in such and such to comment on. It's like, come on, man. Like, that's what fills the news cycle up. You know, when I when I do this podcast for you guys, I'm really trying to find information to talk with you guys about, you know, whether it be just just basketball or WNBA or college, you know, because like I said, I'm, I'm getting into it myself and I want to be able to provide more than just, you know, the 24 hour news cycle stuff. Like, I don't care about the gossip. Uh, 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 it's, it's unimportant to me. I care more about the game. 
the aspects of it, the behind the scenes and all that, you know, so hopefully this has been something that y'all been enjoying, man. I've been enjoying it. I hope y'all enjoyed. I see the plays go up. I see all the comments, you know, I get the emails and oh, again, I, I got told this. My email is DJ. I wish I knew at gmail.com. So DJ, I wish, you know, I knew, you know, so it's all one word at gmail.com. So you want to hit me up, you want to send me comments, you want to tell me how much this sucks, how much you love it, you know, whatever. I don't care, man. Questions, concerns, gripes, complaints, whatever you want, man. I'll listen to them, i hear them, send it to the email or comment on um, the SoundCloud page. However, I don't know. You can do it however you want. I don't care. Twitter too, DJ Wish and News, you know, all one word. Um, be aware of the spams out there. Not all DJ Wish and News are created the same. So somebody out there has been taking my name and been running around trying to act like they're me so that just know officially i am on twitter officially uh i am on soundcloud uh as the nba lounge podcast hosted by dj i wish knew and on twitter as dj i wish i knew so that's what it is man um thank you guys so much i love you guys you know what this is this is the nba lounge podcast please go and subscribe on itunes soundcloud google play stitcher Tune in, Pocket Cast. Damn, I don't think I mentioned Pocket Cast. In, wow, that's my bad, Pocket Cast. I, respect to y'all. I forgot. I, I got y'all, man. Um, but, yeah, man, NBA Lounge Podcast, man. This is, this is what we do, man. We just we hang back. We kick it. We talk about basketball, man. We talk about sports. You know, you know, this is, you know we hanging back. You know, just throw the cardigan on, man. Get the drinks out, man. We're just going to kick back, relax, and discuss some sports. So, Thank you guys, everyone, so much. Uh, tune in maybe next week. I don't know. I might do a podcast next week. It's holidays coming up. So, yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. What am I talking about? Of course, I'm going to do a podcast next week. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. It's Friday. I'm ready to have a weekend. I hope y'all have a great weekend. I'm going to the Clipper game uh, tomorrow. So, hopefully, I'll see some Clipper fans there. Uh, you'll see me all up in Clipper gear, you know, probably screaming at Clipper Daryl. <laughs> oh man, take it easy, y'all. Peace, love you. I'm out.